0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: Welcome to Believe in
0: 76ers
1: with your hosts, former 76ers point guard Eric Snow and two Sixers fanatics in Marcus and Tasia Dash. Believe in 76ers is presented by betonline.ag.
2: BetOnline is your number one source for all your sports betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf and more. BetOnline continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline where the game Starts. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Believe in 76ers podcast. I'm Marcus Dash here with legendary 76ers point guard Eric Snow and my brother, Tajent Dash. Obviously, um, our our lineup looked a little bit different uh, the other night and everyone's kind of saying this lineup with Ubre and Batum and it's kind of looking like the, uh should be the starting five going forward even when Melton comes back. Uh, quick thoughts on that, uh, on what you saw the other night with that starting five?
0: I mean, I have to see some more, some more games and some bigger games, um, you know, before I can make that decision. Uh, um, but it, it's, I think it could work because, you know, know this can can play both. I mean, he can play in the starting lineup. He's been successful coming off the bench, so I think you have a situation that the guy that's missing fits both roles. So it could be a real fluid transition if they decided to go that route um but i think one game or a couple of games is i need some more i need some body work and i need some some of the top teams to kind of get me to kind of make that change yeah. yeah bigger sample size
1: and we jumped on them so fast they just didn't really they couldn't really recover so i would rather see it against a better team even though chicago's beat us twice this season before that so um, yeah. but still, I want to see that events against better teams. It's encouraging though.
2: Yeah. yeah very long lineup. Very long. Um, so Melton kind of leads our show today. I uh, was talking about him a little bit more. So since then, Melton's name's kind of been brought up a lot as far as a name of throw in trades. I just wanted to kind of get an assessment on what you guys think about Melton. So with the trade deadline around the corner, Sixers being mentioned as buyers. Um, It's worth noting that Melton is a free agent this offseason season with a $15 million cap hold in 24-25. So my question to you guys, obviously kind of go, picking back off what our, our opening conversation was, on a scale of 1 through 10, how untouchable is D'Anthony Melton for you?
0: Uh, I, I don't think anyone outside of Joel is untouchable um even Maxi to a certain extent I mean I think Maxi the price for him probably has gone up but to say he's untouchable I, I don't think that's reality um I just think that you know you just won't trade him for a lot but to say he's untouchable so I don't I don't I don't see anyone on the team outside of Joel right now being untouchable that's my opinion. Now I would love to have him back, but I don't, I don't view anyone as untouchable in the NBA.
2: your thoughts there.
1: I mean, we've said this a lot before. It would obviously depend on who you got back in a trade involving Melton. I would assume you get a starting two out of it, but, um, I can say that no matter what, who you get back and out of the available names, I personally, unless it just blows me away, wouldn't obviously Embiid's untouchable. I wouldn't trade Maxi for a lot out there, unless it just again blows me away. But we know the kind of available names, and I wouldn't put him in, in any of those deals for these guys that are rumored to be moved. You know, um, mellon has been a pretty good player for us. Uh, some people kind of shit on him. Some people say um, others overrate him. Some people say he's been, you know, the perfect guy next to Maxi. Um, I guess let's just go go over kind of what we need in a player next to Maxi as he's developing into what he is, right? So you want a decent size and length because um, Maxi's not the biggest guy in the world. Uh, a very good to excellent three-point shooter. Catch and shooter would be even better. Um, doesn't need to be like a point guard but it needs to, I think, help create and facilitate a little bit when Maxi, especially when Maxi's not on the floor, a guy who can maybe step into being more of a facilitator, um, average to good defender, and then just really hit just open jumpers all over the floor. So to kind of tie that into Melton, not the tallest guy, 6'3", but good, really good length. He's really long. Um, catch and shoot, three-pointers. I looked that up, 36.6 off of four attempts a game. Amongst players that take at least three of those a game, he's ranked 77th. Not too bad. Uh, right next to Damon Clay, if that makes you feel any better about that stat. He's in front of guys like Keegan Murray, uh, Barrett, Hardaway, Reeves, uh, Jamal Murray, um, um, Jalen Brown, Garland Mitchell. So he's a, he's above some pretty prominent scorers and shooters. Um, he's six overall in deflections per game. Uh, some of the bad is true shootings, I think ranked 227th in the NBA. Um, he's ranked 124th overall in defensive efficiency. Uh the Sixers actually have been looking up. They, rate How do they rank
0: do- defensive efficiency.
1: I think they take I think they take on and off court and see like what the difference is when you're on there because one of the stats I saw was that we actually rank better we actually rate better when he's off the floor defensively. Which is yeah, but I'm,
0: I'm just saying, like, how, like what, what is it like? How do you rank a specific person on defensive efficiency?
1: I think like they just take their, that. yeah, I, 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 don't know. I think they just take their overall numbers and just kind of put them into what their, I guess, plus minus on defense would be, and they just put them in order.
0: So, so it's, so that's really a team defense then, a team stat.
1: I guess it's kind of mixed, right? It's how they do as a team with him on the floor.
0: Yeah, but that's not an individual efficiency. Like you may, you maybe you do it in basketball where you can put points, assists, and you know, and the team production plus minus. But how do you do it defensively for individuals?
2: look you looking at the exact equation'm I'm, i I'm no. trying yeah i'm trying yeah, to. yeah i'm tr-
0: I'm trying to I'm no i'm asking i'm asking the question like because they I hear people say a person's defensive efficiency but how do you do that for an individual is it an individual because sometimes they from everything I've seen that's why I'm asking they say it individually but it seems to be rated from a team perspective <sighs> hmm
1: I wish I still had it up. Those are all team. Now they're all coming up team. <laughs>
0: huh.
1: Players. There I think there is a formula for it. Oh, I hear it. Is. Yeah, that's what I'm saying.
0: I'm asking how, how do they how do they do that? Because I, I, the reason why I asked that, and I don't want to cut you off, is like
1: No, please, go ahead.
0: If if I'm guarding Jason Tatum and you're guarding Grant Williams, for instance, do you think the defensive rating would be different?
1: It should. It should. That's kind of what we talked about last week or the week before about who Ben Simmons <laughs> guards as opposed to who Rudy Beagle right? <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm saying.
0: So it's not it's not a knock on Grant, but it's it's like Jason Tatum is a better offensive player. He gets more touches. He has the ball in his hands more. So is my rating going to go up or down because I'm defending him? You, you know what I'm saying? Like, what, what is the judge on that? Yeah.
2: Should be like a higher Form- threshold. No, a defensive
1: cool. rating, the formula is defensive player player rating equals player steals blocks plus opponent's differential out of one-fifth of possessions.
0: Yes. It's not an individual stat. That's a, That's a – that's individual stat- stats mixed with team stats. So that's also times that's,
1: people times people blow by you. That's individual. Yes. So times people blow by you, deflections, and official adjusted players defensive withstand. I do not know how they calculate that. Yeah, that's one.
0: that's that's there's that's what that's the point that I'm trying to say. There's no way to to really distinguish uh, individual playing defense because you're not even saying who that on those blow bys. Does it doesn't matter if you're guarding. Kyrie Irving versus Porzingis,
2: yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> let's, let's, like, let's, let's be honest about it. Like, it's some people that got to guard Kyrie, Kyrie Irving, Ja Morant, Dame Lillard, yeah. Alburn. That's Trey why that was my, that was my, that was my argument. for Why it should be defensive player of the year. Steph East, but Curry, copy. Devin Booker. Like, you got to go from these guys. Anthony Edwards. Do I need to keep going, Luca? From, <laughs> from game to game, you guard that type of guy. Yeah. But then somebody that's not guarding that guy every game, like come on man, that's that's we can go. On There's with a this. lot.
1: So this other one also takes into account how many points player allowed per hundred possessions. He individually faced while on the court with them. That's it what I'm 18. saying. So
0: 100 possessions guard for me, guarding Kobe Bryant and somebody else guarding Derek Fisher is different.
1: <laughs> it also takes a percentage of of a uh, formula alone of stops what kind of stops you're getting on them um
0: Kobe Bryant Derek Fisher
1: so what's the rate at a player forces a defensive stop as a percentage of individual possessions faced um but I don't see it okay so th- there's a concept called skill curves no, so now that, that that's offensive rating being judged in conjunction with his usage rate, so that that doesn't even talk about who he's facing yet. Yeah.
0: Like I said, it's almost impossible to have that because you aren't defending the same players. So yeah. so so some of these stuff where I think where I like where I like a lot of these stats, but some of them are really skewed because you can't really judge based on the reality of what you're really doing
1: that's why the defense MVP, player of the year is so skewed
0: that's i mean that's i already told y'all that's like the worst voting um the nba has yeah um, is the all defensive team and the you know, mvp may be defensive mvp may not be as bad as the defensive team because you're looking at stuff like this but you're not judging you're not you're not getting down and studying and watching games based on who are who a guy's actually defending every game. Are you looking at who Drew Holiday defends every single game versus someone else that don't have to guard that guy? Come on, man. That's that's It's similar asking. it's
1: similar to uh, it's similar to judging cornerbacks in the NFL. Like if a guy has a great rating but he guarded the slot receiver every time and then you have the number 1 corner who shadows a team's best receiver, number one
0: receiver every game. It's a big Come difference. On,
1: I'd rather have, even it if that guy, even if that guy doesn't have as good of defensive rating as the slot corner, you have to take into account. He's following lamb. He's following AJ Brown. He's following
0: like top that's, guys.
1: That's, that's, that's all
0: I'm saying. That, that, that's what I'm saying because, you know, offensively we, we judge them guys based on what they do. Yeah. With that ball. Um, but we're not judging the the defender based on who they're guarding. Yeah. And 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 if you don't think that matters, then you're kidding yourself. Yeah. Anyway, um I just I I, I just think with Melton, he he's most guys of his size are put in a situation where most people feel like they can be replaced. This that's that's what it is. I think it's going to come down to um who else? Whoever is this big ticket guy? We either get via trade or free agency. That's going to matter, um, and how much he's willing to take or accept, um, and and that would matter based on his role. What what is his role going to yeah. be? Is his role going to be a, a a lesser role based on who comes in, or where, or an expanded role? um if I had to guess if I was a guessing guy I would say that his role would be less and more than expanded going forward yeah well, um, I agree so, that, that that's with or without a trade being done or even
1: with our current team I,
0: I think something's gonna something's going happen regardless um because they're either going to make a trade or they're going to do something free agency something's going to happen you already have joel so you're not going to get a big. In free agency, so you know it's going to be a wing or perimeter player, mm-hmm. Um, some form. Even if it's a, a you know, a, someone that plays the four as a perimeter player, mm-hmm. and if it is, and you have Joel and Maxi, you're not going to have someone else taking a ex- more of an expanded role. Um, you already you know, especially when you go out and you get someone like Kelly that comes in on a smaller contract and has success, mm-hmm. you, you aren't going to do that. So I would say he comes to some form of agreement. If he if he really likes Philly and really wants to stay, then he comes to a an agreeable salary and kind of have sort of the similar or slightly lessened role, mm-hmm. whether that's in the starting lineup or not in the starting lineup. But I think you'll see the same kind of things that he brings to the table that's if i was a guessing man that's what i would say yeah Yeah.
1: and like you said earlier he's he's a good flexible player i think he could be very productive starting or off the bench i think he can go both ways too which which helps his case as well um yeah but i mean i'm if it's bringing a guy they really want that they think can bring him up a few notches I would not make Melton a deal breaker. Um, but I also wouldn't give him away either. Uh he's proven he can start. He's proven to be a good bench player. Um, so I I I don't think he's untouchable, obviously. Yeah, I mean,
0: I, I I never my my thing is I never understood um some of the names that we brought up as far as making moves because I felt like they were like that's comparable was, to what was given us. Yeah. yeah. So some of the names I don't really understand.
2: hmm Yeah. And I also thought it was pretty telling the other night before uh, the game against the Bulls, Nurse actually said he really wanted to see this lineup out on the court together, the Oubre and Batum starting together. Um, and he finally got to see it the other night. So I thought, I thought that was interesting that he really wanted to see that group together. I also uh, think
1: it's unfair. People kind of dog Melton. If you look on Twitter, a lot of guys that are down on him dog his, like, playoff splits. I mean, maybe the years prior. But last year, he shot, like, 42% from three in the playoffs. I think he did a pretty good job of catching and yeah, I, shooting. I, I, don't,
0: I mean, I'll I, you know, leave that up to you with all that. Um, I, I just say that at the end of the day, the playoffs is going to come down to us winning and the guys producing with, while winning. That's That's what – that's what's what yeah. going to come. That's always the case. Um, so I don't think, I think Mel and I don't think Mel going to make or break our playoff hopes.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, but more than anything, out of people are going
0: to, whatever narrative people have on a the guy, they're, they're going to find something to fit however yeah. it is they feel about it.
2: Yeah. 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 Generally how it goes. <laughs> Um, so Eric mentioned some of the guys, um, some of the names that we've been kind of linked to as far as rumors and guys who are just being put on the trade block. So we're going to kind of go through um, the list of the guys here. Um, gotta, mm-hmm. So that's uh, it's tier one, I would say, as far as the guys who are out there. Um, so ranking. The, so I, wanna, I want you guys to kind of rank um, these players as far as especially if they're all similar compensation what we would have to give out to get them. But what do you guys, as far as uh, ranking them, and which one do you think would be kind of the, the best fit for us? Um, so, so let's say the compensation is multiple first round picks and stuff to go along with the, getting these guys. So the list of the guys uh, kind of um, that we compiled is guys who are names have been put out there as far as on the block or guys who are kind of being just kind of speculative that it could be um, had. So Lori Markkinen, Mikel Bridges, Pascal Siakam, Kyle Kuzma, Donovan Mitchell, DeJounte Murray, and Zach Levine. Which of these guys, if you were to say, yes, let's go ahead and get them, which one is one that you'd be okay if we were to give multiple first-round picks and stuff to? Hmm. Only picking one guy? You can uh, you, you can rank them as far as uh, we'll in, in, or, in order. Who you'd want I mean, to at least. I don't you know. I guess we bed? can rank them together. Kind of we'll one we'll at a
0: time. I just think um, – because it's hard to kind of rank them all like that because – I mean, if you're just ranking based on talent and success in the league, then you would have to put Mitchell first. Um, but I don't necessarily think Mitchell's a great fit. I think yeah. he's a good fit. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think he's a great fit. Um, yeah. If we're talking about fit, as far as position-wise, I mean, Zach Levine may, fit, may have the best fit, but he may not be a better target than Mitchell. But he may be a better fit. That's why it's kind of difficult. I think um <clears throat> Bridges is probably the best fit for the team. Fit. That's my number one. That's my number one. Yeah, he, he's the best fit because he is a true guy that can defend and catch and shoot. And he doesn't need to isolate. And he's the best fit alongside Joel and Maxi. So he's mm-hmm. the best fit. Um, I probably need to see a little more marketing. I know he could make shots but and he's a he's the right position i'm not sure i haven't seen enough of him to know if he how much he needs the ball um that i don't know i don't think um siakam is a fit whatsoever Uh, he he needs the basketball i I don't that that um murray i don't think is a fit i think he's Probably a upgrade as far as talent wise from Melton, but he needs the ball also. Kyle Kuzma is an interesting guy, but I think from a from a fit and style of play, he actually he does fit. Um, okay, yeah, multi talented guy that can catch and shoot and score offensively. He's good third option. It's actually a good fit. Um, I know he gets sort of a knock from his. You know, I don't really know enough about him, but he gets the knock as far as people him buying in, um, what his this or whatever. I don't really know. I, I don't, I don't see him enough to know. I don't know him personally, um, and I can't necessarily believe everything I read. Sure, I just know that you know when you're when your team isn't going well, it's, it's when it's bad. It's bad.
2: Um, you know, it's bad
0: he was, he was part of a championship team and had a played a crucial role, um, in that championship. So, like I said, that's in this situation, this fit and talent don't always mix. I mean, so I, I'll just say that I believe that bridges, um, marketing, market whatever his name is. I can't even say his name. Um, you got it. And Kyle Kuzma and Zach Levine are the better fits. Um, I think Mitchell is probably the best player, overall player, based on career. But I don't think he's the best fit. I think I think sacrifices will have to be made. Mm-hmm. More sacrifices will have to be made for him to come on board than some of the other guys. I think some of the other guys come on, That our two top players can still do what they do, and those other guys can still have a good brand of success.
1: Yep. They don't have to adjust as much coming
0: over. Yes.
1: But, like, Mitchell and our guys would both have yes. to adjust. Mitchell would be more of a get the best guy and figure it out later
0: guy. I think, I think Mitchell is the kind of guy that's like, we going all in, and we got to win it. And yeah. Because then you kind of like, we're going all in. Let's go all in and figure it out. Yeah.
1: Um. I went, yeah, I went all those. And you know me, counting money. I also went uh, contracts, too. Yeah, but so he
0: said I, all things equal, though. But that's what he made it. He didn't make it about money. Well, I made it about just the conversation we give out, not about the, the contract. Yeah, yeah. He, he said, he said if all things were equal. Well, oh no! But I, I thought like, I, I took from that he meant time.
1: like he meant like trade compensation, right? Yeah, was yeah he was like, trade like basically
0: you getting this guy, and everything is basically the same for every guy. Oh, well, I can't do that. Oh boy! You know I'm not capable of that, Eric. Yeah, but well, that's what the, that's what the question was. It wasn't based on their salary. Like, yeah, that's that's always coming into play. I, I that's thought that's it like, meant giving up.
1: I thought it meant giving up close to the same comp for each one of them not what they actually get comp in their pockets that's what i that's what i took from it
0: i took it as he's saying if all these guys this was the list sort of a tier one he said if you given up basically the same thing who yeah who, how would you rank them
1: yeah yeah giving up the same thing isn't like in a trade for that team right
0: yeah yes. we're, we're giving away yeah. the same thing for yes all of those yeah, yeah
1: yeah yeah yeah, but we're still inheriting their contracts. It is a part of it, right?
0: Man, you can't <laughs> stop talking about the money. Man, That man ain't talking about the money. He's just talking about if everything was the same, man. How, I mean, what, if, you if, you guys, like, if a guy's a free agent <laughs> next year, another guy's locked up for three years
1: and cheap. That's like a plus to me. I, that, that matters, yeah, that's, right?
0: That's, yeah, that's not what he's saying, man. They just I mean, so Bridges if, makes 23, time with the question, Marcus. Bridges
1: yeah. makes twenty three and twenty four the next year. That is that's a. Really sweet. He's deal. having a hard time with the question, Marcus. Um <laughs> Bridges is my number one. I'd say I went Laurie number two, even though I mean he let me just say it. He's he's 18 next year, but after that, he's gonna he's gonna get a big payday. Um Mitchell is gonna get a massive payday, but I, I do I totally agree with your assessment. I think he's the best player out there. I just think there's There's too much. One thing we don't want to do with NB especially is have to do another mini reset button. Oh, Mitchell didn't work out, but he was the best player. So let's get someone else for Mitchell and try this again. Like, I don't think we can keep doing that. I think the next guy we get, it's gotta be the best combination of most talented and best fit. Because I don't think we can just keep reshuffling every other year because we took our best shot and it just didn't work with that guy. Um DeJounte, I again, I his contract's very he's an interesting player because his performance is not amazing. But because his contract's so locked in for a long, long period of time at pretty fair, he's getting a lot of attention on the market. Um a good defensive player, can make plays and ball handle, can defend bigger guards, smaller wings. Catch and shoot's not great, but I, I think he'd be a middle between the really good fit players and like the Mitchell. I think he he can fit, but I think it, it would still take a little adjustment because he's he is kind of ball dominant. And that's why him and Trey aren't working as well because Trey is also ball dominant. Um Kuzma Kuzma's interesting, man, cuz when you hear him talk, he sounds, he says the right things. He talks about like, the nuances being, I, I've seen him many times talking about the, the small nuances being lost in the NBA nowadays, but then you see him on a fast break, missing a reverse dunk. It's like the nuances are gone, it, reverse dunks and missing them on an open breakaway doesn't help. Kuzma, like, I mean, you know, practice what you preach. So I, I, I like, I like his game. I think it would fit well, Um and his contract's fair too, 23, 21, and 19 the next three years. So his contract actually goes, descends, goes down. Um, for the output, it's great, but I think if you get Kuzma, I would think Tobias is probably a goner, right? So I mean, like, not not even for a trade, but just like in the offseason, it's like, all right, well, we got our kind of like six-nine guy to replace Tobias. Um, some of the other guys, you look to keep Tobias and add them. Um Siakam, it's the shooting that does it for me. Everything else he does really well. He can play make. You can give him the ball in ISO. I just don't think – I mean, I think low, mid thirties is not enough uh, for the kind of guy we need. So that's that's pretty much um, – and another problem with Siakam is he apparently he doesn't want to sign an extension. He wants to come and then uh, become a free agent and control his own destiny, which is fine. I respect that. But for a team that's trying to give up assets to acquire him, that's a little sketchy.
2: And apparently nurse said there was a report that nurse said he didn't want to come to Philadelphia and recreate the Toronto Raptors yeah. to bring back all his guys. So like, that's also another thing there as well.
1: Especially for a guy that apparently, apparently didn't get along with him that well. So that would also hurt in that process yeah. and Levine good player. I, I'm i going to count the money again. That's it's, it's the reason why no one's traded for him yet. Cause that contract is massive. Like And with the new restrictions for cap, it's going to make it tough to build a really good team around that. We'll be in cap hell for years. I mean, I wouldn't hate it, but at the same time, I think we can get guys to fit our team better that, you know, probably make half as much as he does.
2: Yeah, Yeah, no, I agree. Um, yeah, the uh, – so uh, if we're talking about the um, – like the lesser trades, so this has be the tier B trades. These are other guys still being mentioned as uh guys were on the trade block. Uh, earlier today, um, that the there's a report that pretty much everybody on Atlanta is available besides Trey Young, he's the only guy who's untouchable. Everybody else, and uh, and they're they're forward, uh, Johnson, yeah, yeah, Johnson and and Trey Young, the only two that are um. Untouchables, but so this would be if we went for a smaller deal as opposed to going for a big time deal like from the, the one before that. Um, so this would be like a, so a compensation the same. So let's go one first round pick and stuff to, to send off to these guys. So the players are Alex Caruso, Andre Drummond. We got both Bogdanoviches, the Bogdanovich from Detroit, as well as the Bogdanovich from Atlanta. Um, if you guys could rank them from top to bottom, um, in this, who would you guys, uh, who you guys want, uh, of these?
0: And this is um we're not losing the player. Um I let's would say let's say contractually, let's
1: say we lose most of them around like the nine, 18 to twenty range, except for Caruso and Drummond, they don't make that much. I'd say I'd say for Bogdanovich, Bogdanovich Clarkson, you'd probably lose Marcus Morris.
0: Okay. Um for salary matching reasons. This one I would say the way Kelly and the are playing, you got Melton, I would say you gotta be a little more come on Eric. Drum is intriguing because of you know the history of Joel and having someone that you know can solidify that position um, when necessary. Rebounding, defending, um, scoring. I guess he can score. He does score. Um, So that's intriguing. And then Jordan Clarkson does give us something we do not have. Um, A guy that comes off the bench and gives you instant offense yeah um so that's something that that's intriguing to me um, it'd be
1: nice it'd be nice to have either him or maxi on the floor at all times you'd have like a yeah that's that's tricky. Tr- i mean
0: that's intriguing from from having when you when you go away from Joel or you go away from maxi that you can you can have a guy like him that's pretty much going to always be one-on-one. Yep. So it's a tough matchup for some teams. Um The two bogeys, um, one from Detroit I really like. It's just I don't know how much you could utilize him with, with um, Tobias. I know, yeah. That's, that's, I agree. that's the issue. Um, but that's why I was asking if anyone was staying or leaving. So I would rather—I would probably say the other other one from the Hawks is probably would be more valuable for us because he's more of a catch and shoot, and with our guys, that's probably that's a better fit, and it's a better fit at his position. Um Caruso, I like I like what he what he does. I'm not sure if he can. I don't, I'm not sure if he's going to give us what Melton and Pat Bev don't already give us, in my opinion.
1: Yeah. You get. A, I guess you get a little more. Yeah, it's funny. I think is like a cross between Melton and Bev, isn't he? You get a little more of the ball handling, and you get a little more of the I, defense. I don't
0: mean because they both can handle the ball too. Like I don't mean they handle the ball just as much as he does. He's just big. He's just taller. Yeah. But I don't, um, I don't, I don't, I mean, I wouldn't make that move for him with those two guys on the team. Like, I, I don't see why that's, that would be necessary.
1: Number one for me, Atlanta bogey. Um, you like that, Marcus. I see you like that. He got happy about that one, huh? I'm a big fan. Yeah. Uh, he, he,
2: he has injury concerns.
1: That's all. He does have injury concerns. A great fit, though. A little bigger. Can shoot, can play, make a little. Um, he can start or come off the bench. He's had a career of doing both. Uh, top five in three-point contest on defense, which is pretty impressive. Um, I think he's 20th in deflections, which is also interesting. I don't really know him to be that kind of guy, but good for him. Um, and contract, good, 17, 16, and 16 in the next three years. You got him locked in for three years in the teens. I think that's pretty, pretty damn good. Um, he's a little older than I thought. I thought he was in like his like, I think he was like 27. He's not, though. He's like 29 or 30. Um, I'd say, uh, yeah, you're making me rethink the Caruso thing. I had Caruso number two. I would think if you consolidated. Because he makes, I think, nine. He makes nine next year. So if you if you did trade some of the smaller contract guys and consolidated some of your guards, and I could see Caruso making more sense. But you'd have a lot of – you'd have a logjam of the guys with Caruso, Bev, and Melton. Um, be a little tough. And Springer, right, who, like, a lot of people want to see get more minutes, too. Um, Clarkson, yeah, I'd say Clarkson's hard to turn down. He's a major spark off the bench, can go off-scoring. It'd be nice to have him and Maxie on the floor at all times. Another really good contract, and he's making 14 the next two years. So that's that's awesome. Um, I completely agree with Bogdanovich Detroit, with Eric. I mean, good shooter, good size. But A, that's redundant with Tob- Tobias, and B, he's a free agent next year. So that would just be a rental. I'm not sure how much worth it that is. Drummond, I like it, and you, you laid out why, but – we also talked about this a couple of weeks ago. It's tough to sink assets into a player that's really just an insurance policy, right? And he's going to, what, play like 10, 15 minutes a game tops? Like, A, he doesn't want to do that anymore. He wants to start and play major minutes. And B, like, if we had to give up assets for that, it's just hard to, it's hard to do that. Um, other guys you could throw into this, by the way. I was thinking about this while answering the question. Uh, Tyus Jones, another guy. Um, uh, Dorian Finney-Smith, another guy. And then even Cam Johnson from Brooklyn, another guy. He makes a little more than a lot of these guys do in this tier. But I, I think Cam Johnson would be such a good fit on our team. 12th
0: overall First, does Cam Johnson do that Detroit bogey doesn't do.
1: Um, same time player. No, they are. He's, he's under contract for three more years, though. Bogey's free agent. Oh, yeah. You're looking at salary. I'm just looking at players. No, yeah, they're, they're very similar. I'd say. I, I'd say Cam Johnson's probably a better defender than than uh, Detroit Bogey. Um, but I was looking at his catch and shoot. Twelfth overall catch and shoot threes uh, for a guy that takes at least three a game. Um, he takes almost five a game. Shoots, dude. He, t- he takes five threes a game. Catch and shoot. Forty six percent catch and shoot from three. I mean that that's crazy. That's that is exactly the kind of guy you want. I think when we were talking about Lori earlier, I think Cam Johnson's a, just a cheaper Lori, really. I mean, not this, actually, technically not this year, but in the future, because Lori's going to get 40, 50 million. Um, but his cap's pretty, you know, fair. It's 23 over the next three seasons. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, there's a lot of guys out there that would fit. Looking at this, I think there are a lot more smaller deal guys that fit us rather than the big deal guys.
2: Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think Tyus Jones would be would be a nice one too, um, of the other guys that you mentioned. Um, as far as Cam Johnson and Bogey, uh what what's the age difference between the two of them? It's pretty significant, isn't it? At uh, least Bogey looks ancient compared to Cam Johnson. At least. Oh, oh,
1: you mean you mean Detroit?
2: Yes, that one. Oh yeah. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Cam I think he's like seven years older than him. Okay, yeah, okay.
1: So that's a big yeah. difference. Yeah, he's twenty seven. I think I think bogey's like 34,
2: 33.
1: Yeah. Uh he is thirty-four, yeah, seven years. Okay.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean this uh the trade deadline uh is gonna be very interesting. I mean, I I feel like every year there's a lot of guys who like at this point get placed on it, uh placed on the, the, the trade block, um at least report re- reported. And then you got the stuff today right before our show, the Kuminga wants out, uh Moody wants out of Golden State. So there's I mean every day there's more and more people being added to this um this tr- the trade block, I guess. Yep. You know, that's why we're waiting. (laughs) Would Kamega be a good fit or no? I'm just curious. That's a name I'm seeing.
0: I I don't see how he could be a good fit for what we have. He's a young piece, but I don't see how he could be a good fit for what we have.
1: Also, if he's he's trying to find minutes, if he's having a hard time trying to find minutes on a Golden State team without Draymond, you're going to come to our team and, and have easy minutes on the floor? I don't think so.
2: What about Wiggins? Because that, that's a guy who they say. I mean, he has, he's he's having a down year this year, and that's a, that's another guy that apparently could be on the move. As far as another name I've seen,
0: not a good fit for us.
2: Mm. No, yeah,
0: I don't think he's a good fit for us. No,
1: I like Wiggins, man. It's just been a been a really rough yeah, year. I don't think
0: Philly's the place for him either.
1: Yeah, that's also true. Yeah, that's a, that, that's a good point. Personality wise. I think he needs a change of scenery. I just don't know if Philly is that scenery he needs a change of.
2: Well, joining, joining up with Embiid as a college teammate, I mean, I don't know. It could be, could be a nice little change up for him. Yeah, but
1: for every Embiid, you, you, for every MB you have thousands of raving, crazy fans yelling at him. So uh, I don't, I don't know if that ratio is going to do that well. Yeah,
2: I get it. <laughs> All right, well, because now we're going to go to our game picks to end the show. So tonight the Sixers will be hosting the New York Knicks on ESPN. Uh, the, the line opened up at six-and-a-half point favorites for us. I believe it's now down to six. So Sixers, six-point favorite at home against the New York Knicks. What do you have on this one?
0: Who's out? Because you always want me to answer without telling me Who's out? <laughs>
2: I think it's just Melton. I believe he's the only one out tonight. Let me injury. Report. Yeah. So yeah.
0: I say we win and we cover. Let me see.
2: Yeah. Uh, Roko's a game time decision. Melton is out and Furkan Korkmaz is a game time decision on their side. Only Malachi Flynn game time decision. Okay.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I think we win and we cover. I think that's a pretty, New York's playing pretty well, especially the new look. uh OG. Um, Need to be sad watching that game, Eric, with our with our dream uh, trade target on the other side of the, the court. <laughs>
2: yeah, <we'll> see. <laughs> um. Okay. So Knicks. Uh, Sixers should win this one. Um. And then uh, tomorrow night, Saturday night, Sixers are again hosting the Utah Jazz. So we have a back to back. And uh, I don't believe the Jazz do not play tonight. No, they do. Jazz play uh, Boston, so they're going to be kind on of a back to back as well. So. We'll be hosting the Jazz tomorrow, both teams on a back-to-back. No spread out for this one yet. So
1: I assume they're at Boston.
0: They're at Boston, yes.
1: Okay, yeah. That'd be a brutal. That'd be a brutal overnight yeah. trip from Utah to, to Philly.
2: Uh
0: yeah, we'll win. We'll we'll win that one no matter how tonight goes. Um just gotta be careful with whether guys are gonna play. You know, with it being a back to back. We don't know. So but I still say we hold on to it. Have to win the game, just supposed to win 100. How many How many more games can Joel miss and still be eligible? Like I six, someone said 11. So, I don't know 11, if he played, he 11 more. If he one after that, it was 11 when I seen it, and I don't, but I don't remember if he missed the game after I seen that.
2: Let me see. Yeah, I think it's within like 7 to 10 or 7 to 11. How many games did he have to play? It was like 66, was it?
0: 65 or 67, I think.
1: Okay. And he's missed, let's see. He's missed how many games? One. We have a good
2: amount of back-to-backs coming up, too.
1: Four, five, six. He's missed seven, I think. One, two, three. Yeah, four, five, six, seven. So he can make he said you said sixty so seventy. I think it's
0: sixty-five you have to play. So think he needs ten so,
1: more so, so yeah, ten more. Okay. So yeah. I mean, judging at how like much he plays, that could be he could be a candidate for a sit out on a back to back. Um I think either way we win though. Although Utah, we were saying this yesterday, they have a better record than I thought they did. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And they're fighting for the playoffs, too.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Play in rather.
2: Yeah. It could be interesting too if Embiid does sit out tomorrow night. Put up Paul Reed in there, the team that offered him that contract that, that we had to sheet to. The Paul Reed revenge game? Well, you know, it's time to revenge. But <laughs> it's a thankful, it's a thank you game, not a revenge game. Thank you, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Shows appreciation to them. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's true. He did not want to go to Utah, so yeah, he's he's, he's appreciative. All right.
2: Yeah, well, Salt Lake City's nice. So I've heard. I don't know, don't know personally. <laughs> Um, you yeah. Like
1: Salt Lake City,
0: like Utah. I mean, it was good cool to play, like in and out. It's a good city. It's it was nice cool.
1: City. It was cool to get in and get the hell out. Huh?
0: <laughs> no, I'm just saying, it's a, it's a nice city for a stop by. You know, to 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 stop in. I mean, good scenery and stuff. If you're into all that, I'm not really into the skiing and no. uh, Park City and all that. I'm not into that. But if you are, you it's a great area to
2: be in. Um, he yeah, had a buddy who worked in the local news in Utah and was there for seven months. And he had, had a day peace and wasn't a fan of it. He's a Detroit guy, so going to uh, Salt Lake City, he was, wasn't, wasn't into it. Um, yeah, that's
0: different. I could say that's different. Very different from Detroit.
2: Yeah, different, de- definitely different vibes. Um, so, yeah, so after Saturday, uh, Sixers don't play again until Wednesday night where we travel to Atlanta. Um, and then I believe that's a back- – no, it's not back-to-back. Okay, so. Yeah, so we got some some days off for the guys. And then next – actually, next Friday, we are on ESPN again. So we got some televised – nationally televised games coming up here. So getting into a fun part of the season, guys. But um, right. that does it for us, guys. We hope everybody enjoyed the show. We'll see you guys on Tuesday as we discuss this hopefully uh, back-to-back or this winning streak we're about to go on right now. So right. Take it easy. All right, guys. See you, fellas. All right, guys.